Terry, we just finished chapter 3 in James, and we're going to start chapter 4. Isn't this an awesome book? You know, in the past, I've kind of, I don't know why I was a little bit leery of James, the book of James. I think chapter 3 always kind of convicted me about what I was saying, what was coming out of my mouth. And uh, Paul, he wrote over half of the New Testament, so, you know, we all get excited about what Paul said. Here comes this little book of James, and you kind of, oh, well, you know, it's only five little chapters, but there's a ton of stuff in here. It's amazing. There's a lot of information in here. And James, what he's pointing out is the fact you have all these problems, you have all these troubles in your life, and you've caused them. Well, it's because of the fallen nature of man, what we lost in the garden when Adam sinned, Adam and Eve sinned. We lost so much. We lost relationship with the Father. It's the basic thing that we lost. So now we're in this fallen state, this fallen world. Nature itself longs for the day for new heavens and a new earth. So we're in this environment And it's always trying to get us over in the dark side. And that's what James is trying to tell us here, is to come out of the darkness and stay in the light. You know, in James chapter 4, starting with the first verse. He starts it with a question. Yeah, he starts it with a question. Where do wars and fightings come from among you? I mean, we can just stop right there and and (laughs) meditate upon this. Yeah, well, the Amplified says, what leads to strife? Discord and feuds and conflicts and quarrels and fightings, where they originate from. I think the reason he asked this question was because we can go back to chapters 1, 2, and 3, because he's been telling them all these problems that you're going through. Trials. Yes. And temptations. Those things are coming at you. They're warring against your new spirit that's in you. It's warring against your mind. Yes. We're having this spiritual struggle in our mind all the time. And from the very beginning, James has been saying, these tests, the testing of your faith, you have not been walking in the Spirit. What you're doing is walking in the flesh now. You haven't been testing what's been coming out of, the, out of your mouth. You have not been testing your works. You've allowed things to enter into your life that have influenced you to the point where you're no longer walking in the Spirit. That's why James asked this question, where do wars and fightings come from among you? And he's prompting him to think, and we can do the same thing today. Where do the wars and fightings come from? The battles that we face throughout the day, where do they come from? Did we generate those wars and fightings? As we go on and read down here further, we see this is what he's saying. You've created all your own problems. Well, it it asks the next question in that first verse. It says, again, I'm reading from the Amplified. Do they not arise from your sensual desires that are ever warring in your bodily members? Our bodily members are our flesh, our our will and emotion, that soulish realm that's warring against the Spirit of God in us. In our mind. Yes. That's what we need to reflect upon and think about. This battle we're going through is all in our mind. The folks begin to quit thinking of spiritual things and started focusing in on the things of the world and started reacting again to the things of the world. Trying to walk out a Christian life carnally. Yes. And Romans tells us to be carnally minded is death. Spiritually minded is life and peace. So he's really put the, the folks under a lot of conviction, hasn't he? 
Yes. Because when we were reading chapters 1, 2, and 3, you see this, where he was very emphatic that you've been showing partiality because you haven't been walking in the Spirit. You haven't been walking in the Spirit of love. And then your works do not reflect it. Faith without works is dead. You're trying to accomplish things and do things the way of the world. And then chapter 3, the one that really causes all of our problems for the most part, is how we talk, what we say to people. It's referring to the tongue. And he's very emphatic about this. Well, that tongue is bringing forth what's in the heart. It's bringing forth those thoughts that have been generated out of the heart. And they say, in James 4, do they not come from your desires? Yes. And our desires are what get us into trouble. Our selfish desires, because of our mind, where our mind is fixed. Our mind is fixed on the desires of God, or are they on the desires of the world? If they're the desires of the world, and we're walking in the flesh, we fulfill that desire. And that's what James is trying to teach us here. That if you walk in the flesh, those desires are going to manifest in your life. That's why he says, don't be double-minded. Yes. (laughs) That double-mindedness gets you in all kinds of trouble. Now, we're not saying that things aren't going to happen to you. He says right here in this first chapter, trials and tribulations are going to come your way, but be of good cheer. Count it all joy. If you stay in the Spirit, you can count it all joy. Yes, because you can react, because that's that's what he's trying to tell us, is examine what is attacking you. Before you allow it in, you examine it. You determine, is this of God or not of God? And this is what he's trying to tell them. And he's telling them, you've been walking in the flesh. Your actions do not reflect walking in the Spirit of God. You've let your thoughts get over in that emotional, fleshly realm. And what's come out of your mouth is not godly. So then it's... What what you're doing is not of God. It's not His plan. Because we haven't been seeking His wisdom. We're trying to solve problems and deal with situations with our own wisdom, with the wisdom of the world. We haven't stopped. You know, you were just explaining a process here a little bit ago about how we should stop, think. All this happens in a split second. The more you train your mind to stay in the spirit, the more these things, these trials and temptations, you'll recognize them quicker and it becomes automatic. It's a split second thing. Most of our decisions are that way. A split second. Someone attacks you verbally and boom, you explode on them. So that's why it's so important to be focused on spiritual things throughout the day. So when things come at you, you respond spiritually to them by the leading of the Holy Spirit that lives within you. You're listening for words from the Holy Spirit to say to someone. You bet. But if we don't study the Word throughout the day and then meditate upon it, we're not equipped because we're going to automatically go back into our old way of thinking and respond in the way of the world. And that's what James is is telling us here. Exactly this thing that you're responding the way of the world. You're not walking in the Spirit of God. And in verse 2, you lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. 
They're not asking because they're not walking in the Spirit of God to overcome these trials and tribulations in their life. He's telling us things to avoid, and then he's also saying, submit yourself to God. Yes. Avoid these things. Submit yourself to God. Get over here in the Spirit. Get the Word of God in you and let it flow out of you. Let it come forth out of your mouth. Let it be a part of you. Let it be a part of your thoughts. Let it be a part of your being so that your words reflect Christ in you. Because we're not truly seeking God's wisdom, are we? This is the problem. We're not focused in on God. We haven't surrendered our mind totally and completely to God. We're still trying to control things ourselves. And when we try to control things ourselves, that's when we get into trouble. We always have to be seeking God's wisdom and growing in understanding of who He is in order to overcome the trials and tribulations and testings in our life. Let's get on here to verse 5, 5, 6, and 7. Sure. In the King James, it says, Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain, the Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? That's kind of an old English way of saying, Are you paying attention to the Spirit of God that's in you? And it's always in conflict with the flesh, isn't it? Our our fleshly way of thinking. And and this is what we're wanting to grow into, is to be able to recognize when the Spirit of God is talking to us and when the Spirit of the world is talking to us. Amplified says here in this verse that this Spirit that dwells in us yearns over us. He yearns for the Spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love. The Holy Spirit is always there, ready to... Help us overcome these trials and tribulations. That's why you can count it all joy. (laughs) Yes. But you know, James is telling them, you have forgotten this. Yes. You're relying now upon your own wisdom to solve problems. Now, the question I have for the listeners, are we doing the same thing? Are we forgetting where our wisdom comes from? Are we surrendering our, our minds totally to the Lord to overcome trials and tribulations and things that come in our life? How we treat one another, how we speak to one another. Are we walking in the Spirit? We need to be because He yearns over us. He's jealous for us. Verse 6 here in the Amplified says, He gives us more and more grace, power of the Holy Spirit to meet this evil tendency. And all of these things. Read verse 7, because then we can really start discussing this. Okay. So be subject to God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. The devil will flee only if we are seeking God through his wisdom. Because James has painted this picture all the way up to here, and he's saying, the devil can flee from you. Your mind... And thoughts do not have to be on the things of the world where you're treating people with partiality and you're speaking bad things to people and you're cursing people and you're just being mean. You can resist the devil where you do not act in this fashion. But, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Mm-hmm. 
Remember back in James chapter 1 where it talked about double-mindedness? Yes. This is what he's referring to. In order for Satan to leave you, you have to be focused on heavenly things. You can't be double-minded. You have to be focused on spiritual things throughout the day and trying to seek God's wisdom throughout the day. You're relying on the Holy Spirit of God that's in you. That's what you're saying. Yes. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit of God. We need to retrain our minds. That's why Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're renewing your mind to the Word of God, which was written by the Holy Spirit, inspired by God. And now we have the ability to use the Word of God to become Christ-like, That's how we overcome the trials and tribulations. You come close to God, and he comes close to you. Yes. He's in you. He's in us. (laughs) What comes to my mind, this word, we have forgotten. We have forgotten, just like James was telling the church, the Jewish people. You have forgotten, and now you have all these problems. And he's trying to remind them, no. You focus in on heavenly things, and you'll begin to recognize, I am showing partiality. I am. I'm not responding to my brother or my sister or people in general the way I should, because I'm not walking in the love of God. It goes right back to the the Holy Spirit is one of love and shows compassion to everyone. There's no partiality. And your words begin to reflect this as well. But we forget this. And it's always a matter of training your mind to where you're talking to God throughout the day. And this is what we want people to get a revelation of. You need to focus in on God. You need to meditate upon Him throughout the day, telling Him you love Him. By doing just that, you're focusing your mind on heavenly things. So the Holy Spirit can prompt things to you from what you've been reading and what you've been hearing. So you can recognize, okay, I have been showing partiality, but now I'm working on this. I'm no longer doing my own thing. (laughs) He goes on to talk about that in verse 13, because, you know, it says, American Standard Version says this, Come now. You who say, today or tomorrow, we will go and do such and such in a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Well, it's what you're doing. It's not what the Holy Spirit of God wants you to do. That's the point he's making here. What does God want you to do? Who's leading you? Who's leading you? The Holy Spirit of God in you or your flesh, your emotional realm? So if your flesh is leading you, This is how Satan operates in our life. We're allowing him to control our thoughts. But if we're meditating upon God and doing his will, we can resist the devil because he flees. Because we are giving no thought to the things of the world or to Satan. And sin begins to leave your your life. Yes. You know... Sometimes we just give Satan too much credit. God is on our side. We have Jesus living in us, the Holy Spirit of God. We just submit ourselves to God. Resist the devil. We, we do our part. We keep our mind stayed on him. And the devil flees. The Lord is pleased with us when we resist 
and, and it's not going to be all at once. It's a little bit at a time. It's a growing process. What we're saying is just focus a little bit on the Lord. Don't just have devotions in the morning and then go out the door and forget who can help you throughout the day. The Holy Spirit lives within you to, to help you. This is our comforter. This is our helper. Mitch, if we can get our minds trained in the little things when somebody cuts you off in traffic, and those, those little ir- irritating things is what I'm talking about. And if we can get our minds to overcome those, because it's easy to come overcome the big things. When the crisis moments come, you, if you're a Christian, you, you, you're going to go to the source of your power. And that's what we want people to begin to do here, reading through the book of James, knowing that all these little trials and temptations that come at us through this fallen world, through this fallen nature of man, the people that are in darkness around us who don't know any better. It's us that have to be focused on the Spirit of God in us so that God can show up and they can see the light. It's these small, what I'm saying is these small victories that we have on a moment-by-moment basis almost where we get out of that spiritual realm and, and want to be drawn away of our own lust. The Holy Spirit wants us to not be held captive. He wants our thoughts to be one of love, because otherwise we're in turmoil. And we know being in turmoil causes all kinds of problems. It causes sickness. It causes stress in our life. It causes all kinds of problems. The Holy Spirit wants to set us free. This is His job. And by setting us free, then we begin to demonstrate love to others. Therefore, the big principle that we always forget is the Holy Spirit's trying to draw people to Him for salvation so they can be set free. We forget this sometimes. We forget that the main function is to set us free so the people can see love flowing through us and people will say, I want this. I want what they have. I want this love. Those are God works now that are flowing out of us. That's that scripture back here, a couple. Faith without works? Yeah. That's God's works coming out of us now. That's flowing out of us. That's what's going to bring people into salvation. It's God himself flowing out of us. Now that's something to think about and meditate upon but that's what james is trying to tell us to do james is saying stay over here in this spirit realm and then these trials and tribulations will fall off of you the joy will come forth and people will say how does he do that how can he be so happy and confident through a trial and it's because you understand where your faith comes from your strength comes from Your wisdom comes from. It comes from the Holy Spirit of God living within us to test what comes at us. And as we test it, whether if it's from God, then we allow it in. If it's not from God, we throw it away. And when those tribulations, because we know we're going to have tribulations and trials, we all have gone through them now and, and we'll continue to do so. But we're equipped through the Holy Spirit to combat these 
trials. And that's what James is saying when you focus in on the Holy Spirit of God that lives within you and the devil will flee from you. Your mind will not focus on anything but victory in your life. Yes. And the only the only thing the devil has against us is deceit. He's a defeated foe, but all he wants to do is get a crack in there, that a little space where he can cause some doubt. And if you begin to recognize that doubt's not from God, I'm going to resist this. I really do believe it begins with those small challenges where you begin to train your mind to react not in envy and lust and all those things that can come up in you. Well, I think you're right. It is the, the small challenges because we identify all the big ones that we talk about, that people talk about all the time. It's the little ones. That's why in James chapter 3, he talks about what we say. Because we don't give a thought to that most of the time of what we say. The little snide remarks, the little backbiting we do with people. We don't examine what comes out of our mouth. We don't listen to the Holy Spirit of God. We say things, but we give no thought to that, what we say a lot of times. We overlook that, but we focus in on the big things. And I think you're right. I think that's Satan deceiving us. You're picking it up over here. But then over here, we're just ignoring it. Right. When we're talking about someone or not saying something that blesses them. That's exactly right. And that's the big hurdle, I think, that we all go through, is learning to control our thoughts, like you say, Mm -hmm. control our thoughts, and then what comes out of our mouth. If we can control that, we're three-quarters of the way there. (laughs) That's right. In walking in the Lord. I heard somebody say once, just ought to strap a tape recorder on yourself and record yourself for about two days and play it back to you and see what you're saying and it's truth <laughs> and it, and it's a lot of small things that come out of our mouths that they're just junk period that's why we should always listen to what jesus tells us through the holy spirit i'm always reminded of jesus where he was always telling us i only say what the father tells me to say and let's just think about this terry the reason he was telling us this was he wasn't allowed the flesh to control his thoughts. He wasn't allowing himself to be double-minded. He was single-minded. He was totally focused in upon God and only going to say what the Father was to tell him to say. Now, this is a growing process. And we can do this, though. We just have to begin to apply edification, exhortation, and comfort in our life and begin to recognize the fruit of the Spirit that lives within us and start allowing those things to flow out of our life. We need to examine what we're saying and only speak what the Father tells us to speak. And it's in those little things, like you were saying earlier, that that you were talking about. It's those little things that we need to work on. Because then, like you say, we can go to the big things and identify those real quick. It's all in knowing what we have now in Christ. We're blessed. We have the privilege of dwelling in the vine. As John John 15 talks about living out of the 
we're the branches. He's the vine. We live out of the vine. And you can't, you can't keep a branch alive by plugging it in for a few minutes a day and then pulling it out. You need to dwell there. Psalm 91 says to dwell in that presence of God. So if you start out determined to stay in that shadow of the Almighty, stay there, live there. I know this stuff is going to come, but the more you train your mind to stay in the presence of God, the quicker things are overcome in your life. Is that amazing? He just wants us to rely and trust upon Him, to develop a confidence in Him. This is what we're striving to do. And if you want to see change in your life, you're going to have to begin to examine yourself and say, I need to be reading the Word. I need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. I need to examine what comes out of my mouth. Because we're causing a lot of difficulties in our life, in our marriages, in relationships, by what comes out of our mouth. And James is saying, you can alleviate your trials and your temptations if you will just examine and listen to the Holy Spirit of God, and Satan will flee from you.